0: My name is Rosa Ritchie from the and News. To mark Refugee Week, myself and reporter Caitlin Cassidy spoke with people from refugee backgrounds who live and work among us. Their stories revealed the tragedies, the hurdles and the triumphs of being a refugee. Today, father and daughter Ali and Hanifa Haidari share the story of their family's journey. Narrated by Caitlin
1: Cassidy. In Australia, you say there is freedom of expression. You say there's freedom to walk around without fearing for your life, and there isn't war here, but we still fear for our kids.
0: Throughout our interview, Ali Haderi fidgets with his well-worn string of prayer beads, clinging to them like a life raft, as he recalls one of the hardest years of his life. This was not a year spent living under Taliban rule, or in limbo on Christmas Island, but in Shepparton, where his children sit at home, too afraid to go to school.
1: I always wanted my kids, whether girl or boy, to grow up educated, have some sort of education, and build something for themselves.
0: Hailing from Orozgan in Afghanistan, Ali studied up until year six, but there was no class above that.
1: I was lucky. I was allowed to study. My older daughter had to dress up as a boy to go to school in Afghanistan.
0: Ali is a father of five, and his daughter Hanifa often acts as a translator for him. The opportunity for his children to be educated was one of the big reasons Ali made the dangerous journey to Australia by boat in 2008. When his children were small, Ali moved between Iran, Afghanistan and Pakistan, seeking work to feed his family between conflicts. Then, when the Taliban took over their village, Ali transferred his wife and children to Pakistan, where they remained for two years until the situation seemed to improve.
1: Then things hit off again, not long after, and the Taliban killed my father.
0: His father's death prompted Ali to make a decision. He rushed his family back to Pakistan, secured a passport and sailed to Australia from Jakarta. His daughter, Hanifa, said the journey was a hard one.
2: His journey was a bit rough and, you know, a lot of things happened, which is very hard um, to talk about.
1: 23 days into the journey, the boat broke down and we almost drowned.
2: That's when the Australian authorities found them and took them to Christmas Island.
1: I felt as though when I was saved and I was brought back onto shore, I was basically reborn. I restarted life all over again.
0: Six months later, Ali was granted refugee status and touched down in Melbourne in 2009. He stayed in the city for two nights before contacting a cousin who was working on fruit farms in Shepparton.
1: I needed work desperately.
0: Shepparton felt like the perfect place at the time because he could do manual labour without strong English and it was small enough to get around town without a car. His goal was eventually to bring his family members we was shifting between Afghanistan and Pakistan, waiting to join him.
2: It was very hard for us kids especially. Um, I do remember he did come once to visit us um, from Australia and I remember none of us would go near him because <laughs> we were so, like we were not like, who's this? Like we didn't really remember clearly that this was our father.
0: In 2011,
2: Ali sponsored
0: his family, who landed in Melbourne in the middle of the night.
2: The first day we got out, I was amazed because we saw parks. <laughs> there was a little park um, at the home. We stayed at a family friend's house for the first few nights. And there was a little park there and there were swings there. So, when, as soon as it was morning, we got out and we were looking around, looking at grass and seeing the park. And we all just ran down to the park. Um, but yeah, we were just glad that we were back in somewhere where we could see ourselves for the future.
0: Ali's oldest daughter, Rahila, began studying at Shepparton High School and his three other children were enrolled at the Shepperton English Language Centre.
1: I was very excited to bring my kids here and give them that education and give them that right.
0: But trouble began when Ali's two boys started at Shepparton High School, which has since merged into Greater Shepparton Secondary College, also known as the Super School.
2: He's just saying he probably faced... A lot of trouble last year with the schools. There was a lot of um, fights at schools at the time. Ali was concerned
0: when his sons began getting involved in altercations in 2019 and visited the school with Hanifa acting as his translator.
1: We would ask the school, what's going on? Why is this repeatedly happening? If it's my child, let me know. I'll have a chat with him and he won't do this.
0: Ali says he could never get clear answers as to why, And eventually the situation escalated to the point one of the boys ended up in hospital.
2: Outside the school, ground, just as the school was ending, um, the boys started running after him to attack him. Police attended and,
0: Hanifa says, told her brother, who does not wish to be named, to stay out of the boy's way. The repeated bullying took its toll.
2: He said, I don't want to go to school anymore. I, it's not safe for me. Every time I go there, I get bullied. Um, they say things like, go back to your own country, and all of those things. And every time they say that, it it's hard for me to hear. Ali and Hanifa
0: went to the police and the Department of Education, begging them to help the brothers change schools. Eventually, they were successful, but it was a bittersweet achievement. By this point, Hanifa had dropped out of VCE, and the amalgamation of Shepparton's four high school campuses left them without options.
2: I dropped out because I failed, so it was it was just hard. I just couldn't take it anymore. That was probably one of the toughest years we had ever faced in Australia in Shepparton in life in general. <laughs> even us kids like when we were back home at least even with the poverty, not having much food and everything, it wasn't as hard because we were kids. Eventually, Hanifa found an
0: alternative pathway to university, but she worries about her siblings, who haven't recovered. Ali's oldest son, who once wanted to become a doctor, no longer wants to study. And his youngest son, who dreams of studying engineering, is afraid if he can't transfer schools, he'll also drop out.
2: Everyone in our family, we were just so keen to become good things in life. Greater
0: Shepparton Secondary College acting principal Barbara O'Brien says while she can't comment on individual cases, the school is committed to providing the strongest possible well-being support. She says interpreting services have all been improved based on community feedback and two additional multicultural aids and English as an additional language teachers are due to start next term. Greater Shepparton Secondary College cultural officer Hussam Saraf says problems arose long before the super school model was implemented. Fights happen every year and he doesn't think it has anything to do with racism.
2: It's been almost a year and a half we have not gone to the lake because my brother was attacked there um, by the same kids.
1: As an adult and as a refugee who has experienced so many tough times in my life, I don't need anything to heal. I'm just hoping that my kids can heal from this and rebuild their life and rebuild their dreams.
0: Ali's youngest son is applying for scholarships at private schools in Shepparton to avoid attending Greater Shepparton Secondary College next year.
1: We're not just coming here to get educated so we can go back and build our home country. We make this place our home. We give back to this community.
0: With the new high school campus set to open in 2022, Ali is calling for students experiencing discrimination to receive the support they need to thrive.
1: Everyone's got the right to feel safe. The Super School hopes to see unity between different cultures, different religions, different walks of life. But if there's no unity between these different groups of people, everything will fall apart in that school and nobody will feel safe.
0: This podcast is part of a five-part series for Refugee Week, produced, written and voiced by Caitlin Cassidy and Rosa Ritchie at the Shepparton News. Many thanks to St Paul's African House and the Shepparton Ethnic Council for their assistance.